watch of the NBA. Everybody who listens to this podcast knows how I feel about aggregation. I'm oddly intrigued by neck tattoos. You know, we love China. We love you know, playing there. It comes a dunk. Shut up and listen. You think you're better than me? <laughs> All right. Welcome back to Swish FM. Chris Wendelkin and Ben Craw. We talk about the NBA. Um, <laughs> yes, we do. Ben, the 2022 NBA trade deadline is Thursday. February 10th at 3 p.m., a date that is now rapidly approaching. A date that will live in infamy. Oh. Yep. Here to help us make sense of things that we're hearing, things that we're fearing, things that we're observing, and yes, things that we are reporting. Uh, back from a brief weekend suspension and temporary banning, he uh, he's a huge hit on platforms like TikTok and mm. Apple Podcasts. Uh, to many, he's an NBA insider. To us, he's simply Tough Daddy. Welcome back to the show, Brandon Lizzie, a.k.a. Wham. Uh, Wham, how you doing? I'm doing well. It's good to good to be back, Chris, Ben. How you guys been? Do you have a good new year? Pretty good, pretty good. It's good to have you yeah. back, Wham. Um, obviously, you know, we don't need to rehash everything that uh, happened last week. But yeah, we, might. we are, let's just say that we are pleased uh, that you... We're uh, able to um, to join us this Thanks, week. Guys. Um, Thanks, guys. Yeah. for having me. Um, yeah. Yes. I'm ready to talk trade. Like I mentioned, guys, the trade deadline is rapidly approaching Thursday, February 10th, 3 p.m. We are about a week, yeah, like a week, week and a half away from uh, the big date. Obviously, it's sort of an, an inflection point, I think, on the NBA calendar. A lot of stuff happens um, obviously trades, but you know, it's also sort of this like moment on the NBA calendar where organizations, teams sort of like are making decisions about where they're at, you know, a little bit of a come to Jesus moment, if you will, mm-hmm. on like the state of the team. Mm-hmm. So what I thought we'd do, um, everyone here obviously is a well-connected NBA insider. I thought we would just discuss some of the things that we're hearing, mm-hmm. uh, from our conversations with league executives. And then also, um, just observations and things that we're fearing. So, uh, again, to delineate things that we're hearing uh, is based on, you know, conversations with uh, league executives, agents, all the sort of inside players, things that we're fearing. That's just kind of like, hey, I watch this team and this is not hard reporting, but I'm a little concerned about so-and-so. Mm. Um, so without further ado, guys, uh, the floor is open. Um, Wham, Ben, if either of you wants to begin with, uh, something that you are hearing or something that you're fearing, um, go ahead. I'm going to start with a, a, a hear fear, if you will. Mm-hmm. 
Um, I, you know, my beloved Cavs, my plucky upstart Cavs are third in the East at 20, what are we, 30 and 20, 30 and 21. And I have a feeling that they are going to make a trade or two. Mm. And I think that this is kind of crucial in their development. I think that... Now, this is, is something that you're, you're hearing, Wim? Yeah, you're hearing this all mm. over the place. That there's mm. going to be a... I mean, there's going to be a deal. They've lost Sexton. They've lost Rubio. They're, they're thin at, a little thin at guard. And they're, you know, headed for the playoffs. And they have to, they have to shore up the roster in some way. And I mm. think this inflection point is where you're, you're looking at being the Knicks or in Hawks <laughs> next year. Or, uh, you know, being the Cavs of old where they are able to compete for years and years and years. Darius Garland's a transformational player, uh, and Evan Mobley is on his way to being a transformational player, and those two can keep you afloat in the East for years. But they need to make a smart deal here, and what I don't want them to do is hold on to the expiring contract of Ricky Rubio, their first-round pick, a, a guy who's wonderful like Isaac Okoro, <laughs> but also not a real game changer. Mm. It reminds me of in 2012, they had the chance to trade J.J. Hickson and an aging Zadrunas Ogaskis for Amari Stoudemire, and they didn't do it. They ended up trading, I think they ended up trading for Drew Gooden or something like that. Hmm. Um, and did they trade for Antoine Jameson? Yes, that was the deal that they did instead. And they wanted to keep Hickson. They thought J.J. Hickson is going to be this, you know, our, our center of the future. And that did not pan out. And I think Okoro profiles as a, you know, good rotational player, but somebody who the upside doesn't necessarily justify keeping him. So I want them to go, you know, on a big swing here and acquire a really good small forward. Now, there, I don't know if there's a player like that available necessarily in this market. It's pretty cool. If you're looking at Ben Simmons, Jeremy Grant, Buddy Heald, Joe Harris, Bogdan Bogdanovich, or like Derek White, you know, those aren't necessarily mm. game-changing players either, but I want them to get LeBron back. That's my, that's my big, Oh, that's it, my big, <laughs> wow. Wham, I mean, that, that's that, a bombshell. That injury, injury to Rubio, I mean, was just devastating because he was just playing but like maybe the best ball of his career, right? It was devastating when it happened. And then now we're eight, we're eight and two in our last 10 since he's been hurt well in our last and, 10 games we're eight and two and that's the best in the yeah East, you know? and and the Cavs added rondo how has he been playing since they acquired him yeah i mean rondo's been playing well he's been hurt a little bit he's been filling in adequately as a backup guard i mean he's not rubio who is just again yeah, having right. a career year but he's been keeping us afloat and like i said we're eight and two with Mobley sort of coming back and you just look at the East and it's, you know, the Nets and the Bucks are not looking like classic world beaters, especially the Nets have all this trouble with Harden and Kyrie and, you know, maybe the heat getting healthy is scaring you, but it seems like the time is now to get what they need, which is a really, really, what everybody needs an amazing small forward playmaking three. And I think that, you know, swing high. Try to get Ben Simmons or some, try to get somebody. I mean, Philly might not do that, but you got to get somebody really good right now, I think. Because the window, she closed mm. very quickly. Good stuff, Thank Wham. Thank you, Wham. Yeah. Thank you, Wham. Um, ben, uh, you, you want to take it from here? Something you're hearing? Something? Oh, boy. I am uh, I'm hearing so much. Just so, so much, guys. Every, every day, I hear more and more. Oh. Um, I mean, what can I say? Hearing is, it's kind of like a, a sixth sense for me. Um, and it's you, a gift. 
You were born without a, the sense of smell, right? And so that is correct. Enhanced. Yeah. Yes, I do. Yeah, because of my lack of smell, which is actually true, um, my hearing yeah, is enhanced. Um, yeah. Like a some radar. could say to a superhuman degree. So listen, wow. it's a blessing. It's a gift, uh, but it can also sure. be a curse. It can be. Sure. You know, it can be deafening. It can be overwhelming at times. It's not something you can turn off. You know, I wish there was like a switch that I could just flick up and down whenever yeah, I feel that, like it. But I remember you telling me that you can't make love with music on, for example. Mm-hmm. That's a, uh, it's too painful. Yeah, it's a very good memory. Uh, that's exactly what I told you. Um, a little much for me. You know, I could invest in some kind of... Um, you know, earplug yeah, or yeah. head headphone, like some kind of noise-canceling technology, but, you know, that stuff's not... Not cheap. Well, um, certainly while you're making love, you don't want to be wearing... Yeah, that would be cumbersome. That would, apparatus. That yeah. would definitely so, affect yeah. the mood. Um, you can't nibble a lobe. In terms of uh, yeah. the NBA yeah. uh, here. So I keep hearing. I just I just hear and hear, and I do it. Uh, you know, I do it for our listeners, guys. You know that I... How much I care. Um, and I want to be able to share my gift, my sixth sense. Um, I want our listeners to hear sure. what I hear. If that makes sense. Um, yeah. Now, with that being said, uh, do you mind if I m- make a little disclaimer here? Um, this oh. is important, guys. Hearing is not, and I repeat, not reporting. Okay. Okay. Uh, this is a this is a message message for the aggregators. Uh, I want I, I, I want to make uh, absolute sure that they can hear me when I say hearing is not reporting. Okay. What I'm about to tell you is what I, Ben Craw, am hearing. But if I see so much as one goddamn headline on the fucking internet about what I'm about to tell you that I'm hearing, so help me God, I will fucking lose it. Okay? I'm talking I'm talking nuclear meltdown. Okay? Desk flipping, computer smashing. I will light fire to my own house and watch it burn to the ground if I see a headline on the internet related to what ben i am Crow about reports. to say yeah, yeah. Right. okay yeah. i hope that is clear to the aggregators these are not facts these are not official reports in fact i wonder if i should do something um you know what yeah i'm gonna do it this is off the record all right okay all right You're so that's it okay. on the podcast yeah that means that by law it cannot be aggregated um okay. there are very very clear okay. laws about this fourth amendment right. look it up know your constitution okay so, uh, trust me when I say I will not hesitate to prosecute violators aggressively, okay? Right. Uh, so, in case you forget, here's a, a little uh, mnemonic device that I uh, just came up with. Aggregation equals incarceration. Wow. Okay? Does that make yeah. sense? Yeah. So, everyone... Yeah, if you aggregate this, you're going to end up in the slam. Yeah. Okay. All right. I'm glad. I hope uh, that's all clear now. So, um... With that out of the way, thank you guys for indulging me. Um, let me tell you what I am hearing. Um, let's start in Milwaukee, guys. Oh, God. Not good. The, the Bucks? Not good, yeah. I'm hearing that the not defending good. champion, Milwaukee Bucks, are not playing up to their potential. And uh, I'm hearing that they might need to shake things up, okay? Just, okay. just rumblings right now, just rumblings. Yeah. But uh, where there's smoke, there is fire. There's fire. And let's just say that Coach Mike Buttonholzer could be holding the smoking gun. Oh. So. 
Okay. Um, Open Nation will. Uh, you are on. You are on notice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, how about Atlanta, guys? I'm hearing a lot, a lot of things about a lot of these players down in the ATL. John Collins, Trey Young, DeAndre Hunter. Just keep an eye and an ear on Atlanta. That's all I can say at this point. <laughs> San Antonio. People say San Antonio. Oh, this franchise is boring. You know, they're kind of dull. Right. Wrong. I am hearing a lot of very exciting things coming out of San Antonio, okay? Yeah. Players could be on the move. Some potentially on their way out. Others potentially on their way in. On their way in. Okay? The question I do not have the answer to at this early stage is, can they make those pieces fit together into a championship puzzle? We don't know, right. so we can't say. Nevertheless, very, very exciting what I am hearing out of San Antonio. And again, folks, if you aggregate it, you, you're going to wind up in the slammer, so this is off the record. You aggregate, you incarcerate yourself. Yep. Yeah. Wow. Thank you, Ben. Yeah. That's... Uh... That's pretty staggering. I guess I hadn't, I haven't been hearing a ton out of Milwaukee mm. or San Antonio, for that matter. So, um, well, as we covered, Chris, my my hearing is, you know, a little bit extra. Yeah, it's 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 a little bit heightened, uh, maybe uh, over over your your standard, you know, your usual uh, ears. Yeah, ears. Yeah. All right, guys. Um, I'm hearing stuff, Ben Whammy, um, about a certain player. You know, there's always a lot to unpack when the name. James Harden mm. comes up in my conversation. I've been hearing that name a lot. Game James. The yeah. name yeah. I've heard several times. Yeah, yeah. Let's start here. James Harden, guys, had the opportunity to sign an extension with the Nets this past summer and did not. Ooh, I heard he didn't do it. Now, Swish FM is reporting. Ooh. This is on the record? This is on the record. Wow, okay. Swish FM is now reporting, guys, that Brooklyn Nets guard James Harden fully intends to enter free agency this summer. Whoa. At which point he will reevaluate his playing options. And zoom tight? Was that a sneeze wham? It's called a radio sneeze, Ben. It's, uh, <laughs> the wham? whole point was you weren't supposed to notice. <laughs> radio sneeze? Yeah, it's a radio sneeze. <laughs> you haven't trained yourself to do a radio sneeze? Uh, I guess, uh, again, maybe I, maybe I can... for six years here. You know? Maybe I can hear things others can't, but I definitely heard that, that radio sneeze. It's a radio sneeze, folks. Okay. It's a barely, it's like a mouse. It sounds like a mouse just walked by. Nothing. <laughs> Imperceptible, imperceptible to the naked ear. Yeah, exactly. But yeah. Ben, again, Ben's super hearing. Yeah, oh I mean, I'm like God. a dog. Okay, certain That's registers. Crazy. Chris didn't hear it. Mm-mm. Oh, man, can't get one. Can't sneak that one past me. We done, whammy. <laughs> well, don't yep. blame me. I did the radio sneeze. Ben picked up on it. James Harden, whammy. Um, despite his disdain for the cold weather and for the hefty taxes that come with living in the New York City area. Mm. We're not in Houston, Texas anymore, uh, folks. Mm. I'm hearing that the Brooklyn Nets will not listen to trade deadline overtures for James Harden. He is committed to winning a chip with the Nets. Sources tell Swish FM. Um, Wamey, there's a lot to dissect here. I want to present one last bit of intel, and then I want to talk about the situation with, with Harden. Aside from the weather and taxes, I'm hearing James Harden's frustrations run deeper. Mm. He's unhappy with Kyrie Irving's limited availability, uh, you know, his part-time availability right now due to the situation with the COVID vaccine. Now Kevin Durant is injured. Harden is largely carrying the burden for the Nets at home games. And I'm hearing that James is annoyed with coach Steve Nash's ever-changing lineups. Mm. Again, 
with Kyrie and COVID um, sort of doing a number on the team, Nash isn't, you know, Nash is sort of forced to constantly change the lineup, try different rotations. Sure. James Harden would prefer some consistency. Wham. There's a lot to unpack, but let's begin here. Do we think this is the end of the line for James Harden and the Nets? Is he headed somewhere warmer and less financially encumbering this summer in free agency? Or, uh, you know, is this just, well, you is know, this the just big, a small hiccup? The big room bone is that he's going to go for Ben Simmons in the offseason, right? Mm. So that's the big rumor, <laughs> rumore eel, if you will. Um, yeah. But I think it's, you know, he's. why would you not be frustrated? You guys got frustrated with me. My internet went out and I made a radio sneeze that nobody could hear except Ben with his freak ears. And you guys are already frustrated with me because I couldn't play this podcast for 10 minutes. Imagine if you were... Yeah, Wham, let's... You couldn't do... To be clear, Wham, we're, our yeah. frustrations... Runs a little deep. Yeah, we can talk about this offline, but there's... The deal, there's the, the, the... I mean, this is the big three. There, there are bigger issues that, that, we, need to, that we needed that we need to yeah, talk about with you. Am I talented but it's inconsistent? Is let's... That... Listen, we'll cover it at the at the weekly check-in, uh, yep. at, your, at your review. Um, yep. We'll layer all that out, but let's... Let's not do yeah, it. I'll, I'll bring the donuts, boys. But the, ben, the point is, is I think that there, I'd be there, mad there too. There won't be any donuts. Kyrie, no, there, I'll be bringing them. <laughs> if if I was playing with Kyrie, how could yeah. you not be frustrated? And then, you know, he's trying to win. If you're watching, it's sad to watch. You know, you watch James Harden now. He's hurt, you know, half the games. He's playing a little slower. The rules have changed. It just reeks of, you know, he's got to get in his... His his hay while the barn is open at this moment, and to wait for Kyrie to maybe play or maybe not play during a seven game series, maybe be out four of those games is crazy. Mm. So I, mm. I would be frustrated as well. Ben, you're uh, as always, you're sort of our fantasy basketball chief executive. Mm-hmm. Um, how has James Harden stacked up this season in fantasy as opposed to his run in Houston? Is he the um, statistically about the same sort of player. I know he had a pretty slow start to the season. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I know at one point he was on your team. I don't. I guess he's not this year, right? No, I, I've actually never, uh, never had him on my team. Um, I thought you had him one year with uh, in in our uh, our league. In- no, no, I had okay. Steph Curry and Kyrie. I had Kyrie, but mm-hmm. never, okay. never Harden. Um, Let's see, how's, how, I, I don't really know. I don't think he's doing that great. Oh, well, he's ranked, let's see, he's ranked 10th overall uh, currently yeah. in our league on a per game. No, total value? Okay, let's try per game value. Per game value, he is ranked uh, 9th overall. So, you know, he's doing, doing, his, yeah. doing his thing. Yeah, he's doing he's his doing thing. His thing. I but feel this like is a guy always... who was number one overall, overall, you know, for many years. He was, he's been sort of top 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 yeah yeah i tell you what if you yeah if you punt turnovers he's fourth overall so i feel like sliding (sighs) from like a top five player to a top 10 player when you're in your you know early to mid 30s is still still pretty good right how old is he 33 he's like 31 30 32 i think he's 32 (laughs) Yeah, but yeah, I think still there's still a big, like a top top player. Yeah, there's a big slide from one to ten in fantasy, though. You know, you right. you do that is true. You do get a big because the one guy is like just there's no flaws. He's just sparkling sure. all over, and turnovers aren't a real category. So, but I do feel like the number one guy in fantasy is sort of um, it's like 
it's, it's something that sort of rotates every couple of years where it's like, oh, maybe this year it will be Luca, maybe this year it will be Giannis. And also like the scoring. Never been either one of those guys. Systems. Yeah, actually those yeah. guys are not anywhere near number one. <laughs> yeah, <what? laughs> you know, every league is different. So. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Sorry. Wow. That was really, that was really tickled every, whammy. Every, well, I just Chris's face. Every league, getting, actually, every league is very different. different. You're right. You're so right. Every league, league is yeah. different. Yeah, there's in some there's some leagues that only count for being ac- players. They're absolutely the best. You players. know what I mean? Yeah, so. exactly. There's some leagues. Yeah. <laughs> there's some so you can't really say that. Yeah, no, That's true. All the set. Yeah. Every it's yeah, not the dunk different setting. Yes. Yeah, folks, it's 2022. You can customize your league however you like. Mm-hmm, yeah. You, know? you can have three categories. You can have 20 categories. You can go. Wild. So Whammy wants a mull- Whammy wants a mulligan on that one because you know in some leagues the they are on the my best face. Player. I'll bring the yeah. donuts to the. Yeah. To the <laughs> All right, Wham. Thank you. Bring the donuts yeah, to the egg face your, party. Thank you. Yeah. For your retraction. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're um, welcome. When I'm wrong, I'm wrong. Thank you, Wim. All right, Wim, give us something uh, that you're hearing, you're fearing. Uh, Here's what I'm fearing. Anything at all. Here's what I'm fearing. I'm going to take you guys on a plane ride. It's about a four-hour flight from mm. New York to L.A. Four hours? Yeah, 4.5. Really? It depends on what, which airline you're taking. Maybe you guys fly, fly commercial. That's a little slower. But the, uh, the player I want to talk about is one Russell Westbrook. Mm. Oh, God. And I'm just feeling for my guy's legacy. I'm fearing that this turn in LA is going to make everyone forget what an absolute doubt he was. And, you know, he's, it's the, it's oddly, he's like shooting and playing right about his statistical norms. He's like effective, you know, his field goal percentage is like the same as it has been, but he is just dying in the advanced steps, his lowest Box plus minus is minus one, which is his worst since his rookie year. His VORP is 0.4, which is, you know, his peak was 9.3. And mm. that's just, just to say that these LA fans are a little spoiled. Anthony Davis has been a little hurt. They don't have many other reliable players, all these minimum guys. There's a lot of blame coming down on Russ because his turnovers look so bad and his misses look so bad now. Mm. But this guy was a dog. He was a certified... NBA beast. He was a triple-double machine, uh, a new type of basketball player that we hadn't seen in our time on this earth. Welcome to Earth. And to say that, you know, his turn in L.A. is going to... I hope it doesn't make him be remembered as, like, a loser or a, you know, player who tanks a team because he's not a great fit with LeBron, obviously. He's 33, he's getting up there, and for him to go down... If people remember him as he was in L.A., rather than the player who in 26, 20, 2016, 2017 was just tearing through the league and unstoppable, it's very sad for me. Mm. So that's what I'm fearing. What, I mean, what are, you, what are your thoughts? Is this Yeah, tarnished? I mean, uh, yeah. He, he's always just been a player that has needed the ball in his hands, has never been like a great off-ball player. This was always sort of a concern about Russ, like how will, how will he age? Can he ever be sort of a complimentary, not even role player, but can he, can he play with someone like LeBron who is going to need the ball in his hands? And, you know, this was always kind of the thing with Russ. Ben, I'm wondering, you know, Westbrook makes $44 million this year, $47 lot million dollars next year. Mm-hmm. Sure. Hypothetically, Ben, your Lakers management, Rob Palenka, Jeannie Buss, 
What, what are you doing about this Russell Westbrook situation? Do you stay the course? You know what I'm doing? I'm sending him on that, on that plane ride. Where? Back, How many hours? Back across the country about 4.5? No. To a little Where? city called... New York. The mecca of basketball. <laughs> Bring him home. Yeah. Bring him okay. home. Okay. Hey, Ben, can I interest you in 31, 10.7, and 10.4? Oh, that was baby. 2016, yes, Russ. yes, you can. That's pretty nasty. I'm hearing that Russ is a New York native, born and raised, and I think that he would love to come home to the garden and light up that... That, uh, you know, that, that place where I feel like basketball has not been back in a while. Um, yeah. It's a little sad. It's a little little dreary and drab in the garden he these days. He's going to put the bing back in bing bong. Yep. Dan he's going to bring the bing the and the bong with him in his carry-on bag from Los Angeles. And um, I think he's going to team up with Julius Randle. Um, oh, wow. There's and, yeah. Yeah. And they are going to... Watch out. They're going to be a new kind of force that the NBA has not seen before um that's what i'm hearing and fearing uh if that is if i'm uh the the team playing against the knicks because boy it's a lot to handle we had de blasio we had cuomo it was rough shit but we have the knicks that's new york knicks run new york city Bing bong. um yeah i'm hearing i'm hearing that a package of um of uh kemba walker uh, Evan Fournier and uh, and Alec Burks could get it done for wow, that would be yeah wow. Clear up the yep. door. maybe throwing a draft really pick be something yep the, the Lakers the Lakers would really be really be going for it there I, even last year he the Wizards went on a run to make the play in yeah and it was like epic and he was playing so well down the stretch and you just I just pray that he gets. Mm. One of those stretches for the Lakers oh, because whammy. Well, I mean, I pray, I pray. You you care you about the guy. Him. You care about him. Yeah. Well, he's so he was so good, and to you watched watching him play. Like I never liked watching James Harden play mm. because I just felt like it was this like dribble, dribble, dribble. You know, hold the ball, chuck up a three, and mm-hmm. it usually went in. And you know, he had some nice drives and stuff. But Russ was just aggression personified. Yeah, in this tinier frame and the the dunks just hit harder the dunks were the dunks phenomenal were so gross yeah, yeah they were really good and he's like you know under six five out there just like nobody attacks the rim like that when they're yeah. that size and yeah. he did it and people were scared of him and he averaged a triple double uh and he led his team to many a win even though you know he didn't play the type of basketball that was preferred he wasn't steph curry the, the idea that people would like watching Steph Curry more than they like watching Russ Westbrook is what is, I just, does, I, boggles my mind. Mm. Give me 2016, transport me back to 2016, put Pokemon Go on my phone. I don't know who created Pokemon Go. Mm-hmm. And I would like, I would take Pokemon Go to the time machine exactly. and dial in 2016. <laughs> and I would love to see Russ much more than I'd love to see Steph Curry coming off screens and you know uh shooting step back threes it's yeah. just watch then, this guy and then doing a little dance the down rim. the sideline yeah shimmy just watching russ just have the angriest look on his face and then dunk you know from uh the foul line is just that's 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 hoops folks yeah it was cool 
you're not going to see that at your analytics conference, but you're going to see that on your sports center top 10. That's right. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. All right. I, I feel like, I mean, we're here, so I, I might as well just sort of uh, jump off the top ropes. Um, I, I have uh, I have a fear. Mm. And uh, here it is. Wham. Um, bing bong. The starting lineup for oh, the Knicks, Kemba Walker, please. Evan Fournier, R.J. Barrett, Julius Randle, and Mitchell Robinson has an atrocious negative 11.5 net rating over 350 minutes, whammy. Mm. Wow. Uh, bing bong, I do not like it. Uh, interestingly enough, the uh, the lineup has actually been all right to start games, but it's it sort of completely falls apart every night in the third quarter coming out of half. Um, Coach Tom Thibodeau and the players, specifically Julius Randle. Ra- reigning coach of the year, Tom Thibodeau? Yeah. yeah reigning coach, coach of the year. Of the reigning, year. Most imp- reigning most imp- improved player. Can't argue with that. Guy gets these results. Gotta, reigning well, guy they, who loves to play as starters the whole game. These guys got to take some blame. Uh, bing bong. I'm beginning to fear that my beloved orange and blue boys may need to shake up this lineup mm. and even the roster if we're hoping to get back to postseason promise land. Um, wham, bing bong, it's time to hand over the team to R.J. Barrett. Yeah. Do you think it's fair to ask King Julius to accept a diminished role offensively despite the massive extension he signed, or would you look to trade him at the deadline or this summer? Is he tradable? I mean, what is he making per year? Yeah, I mean, yes, he he can be traded. Like, there's no rule saying that. He yeah, can't be but traded. is is another signed... executive going to take? Yeah, that deal? exactly. That that that's the question. He just signed a. Uh, so I, I believe that he was in the last year of his deal and was making I think like twenty million bucks this year, and then extended. So he got like another four years tacked onto this con- th- the over end of this 30 year. Mil probably. Yeah, mean? it's like 120 million bucks over the next four years. <sighs> well, guys, so, I don't want to be the bearer of bad news here, but you are living with Lavita Randall for the next <laughs> for the duration of that. Contract. Living Lavita Randall. <laughs> yeah, this is a guy that nobody. Yeah, that's. I think that that fits, right? Yeah, that works. Yeah, the, yeah. There's Lavita a Randall. Yeah, there's a there's a there's a, there's a, a, a very song. clear pun there. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, but a, a brilliant plan words. Never. Yeah, exactly. Never a guy that the advanced stats loved. Um, mm. You know, again, his box plus minus last year and his best year was 3.8 reminds me of uh, another little player that the that the nerds don't appreciate much anymore who's that a one russell westbrook well yeah but i I guess even at his peak russell westbrook was crushed i mean julius randall was no like julius randall's never sniffed his his best oh he sniffed no he's never sniffed it his best vorp is 3.9 and you're looking at russell here who had a vorp of 9.3 at his peak you know it's just the so you're looking at a player you know julius randall is just never is as fun as it was mm. i may have mentioned it on this very podcast that this could not last <laughs> just the way that team was constructed although i was very high on the addition um of oh my god i can't believe kemba walker i, I was very yeah. very high on that well that's the thing i mean look randall's a problem uh or his play this year has been a problem but aside from that like the Big issue remains that the Knicks 
or giving starting major minutes to two guys, Kemba and Evan Fournier, who, can't, in the words of Walt Clyde Frazier, yeah. play Matador D. Yeah, not, um, not what you want to see. Yeah, and it's frustrating because they have a few options on the bench that seem really promising with Emmanuel Quickly and Quentin Grimes. Grimes looks great. People I mean, love he Grimes. Is, yeah. He is an absolute dog on the defensive end, and his shooting stroke, Ben, is Alan Houston reminiscent. Ooh, I mean, really? It's, it's just, yeah, it's very pure, mechanically sound. Wow. Um, the Knicks recently acquired Cam Reddish. So they have, who who they had to force Thibodeau to play right, like well, he didn't yeah, I mean, play him like, for like four games when he. It's came very over. clear Thibodeau has no interest in playing him. But Ben, is it possible that the Knicks have too many guys? Mm. It feels like another trade is imminent here. Yeah, right? like, that's why you 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 send you send three bodies to L.A. You get one body <laughs> back, one and you yeah. get one Russ in return. It solves it's all great, of our problems. Like, it's always great to listen to the New York trade rumors because it'll be like yeah like the knicks are getting um jimmy butler and bam Adebayo for the heat and they're giving up well they're not going to give up quickly because he's too <laughs> good <Burks. laughs> yeah, it's like literally like the trade is always yeah. it's new york baby it's yeah if you win if you can make it there yeah. you know you'll, you'll be the king of that town just ask james harden he's exactly. right now he's the toast of the town toast of the town he runs never, the show everyone have to buy a drink yeah, he sits right yeah. in the front row in the, all the Broadway shows. He's the top celeb in the entire city. But right, honestly, guys, the they are stuck with these low efficiency, bad defense guards, and that's really not what you want to see. But Barrett looks like a real player. I don't know what yeah. you do to fix that. I, I mean, mean, part part of the issue is that they have interesting young players who need to play and sort of take their lumps and. Tom Thibodeau is and just not, not interested in lumps. taking lumps. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, lump. yeah, give. He's a no, he's know, a no lumper. It's a it's the sort of thing where R.J. Barrett is a really promising player, and he just needs to you know he's going to have nights where he is really inefficient, and the Knicks are going to lose the game because he's shooting inefficiently. Right. You'd rather have still, that happen to him than for yeah, but that's that, You'd rather that's give still him a, that chance. That's still a win if in two or three years from now, RJ develops into an all-star player or, you know, some other player, you know. You know who could be a great mentor for young RJ is... uh, One? Russell Westbrook. Russell Westbrook. (laughs) Yeah. He's a locker room guy. He's a glue guy. That's what I'm hearing is that people love having him around as a veteran presence. Um, Yeah. Before we go, I just want to say, Chris, that the Knicks are... Before we go, really we're like here. Uh, before we go off this topic. Oh, okay. So, yeah, so, you didn't let me finish. <laughs> All right. It sounded like you were on your way out. All okay. right. So now that we're done <laughs> with that little transition, uh, okay, we can. Go, yeah, we can, What's next, Chris? Very fluid segue. <laughs> let's hear. Uh, let, let's do one more round here of hears and fears um we still have a little bit of time left so the floor is open i don't know uh ben if you have something that you're you're hearing from your sources or you're fearing or whammy you know whoever's got something feel free to uh chime in i have some fears i can discuss um i mean i have i have many fears uh frankly my relationship to the nba is primarily fear-based wow um uh, if you ask me, it's kind of like the only way to, you know, stay sharp, to stay at the top of my game as an NBA insider. You have to feel that fear 
at all times, really. You've got to embrace the fear. Uh, you can't ignore it. You can't, you can't push it down I'm inside. I'm just imagining that Ben's dad was the backboard that Shaq broke. <laughs> and now he's like afraid of the NBA forever. Yeah. Yeah, it's terrifying. That's a little surreal, but mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's, what, that's the first thought that came through my mind, and the first thing you got to do in a podcast is just whip that thought out. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, Don't you understand. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, listen, I am consumed by fear, um, sure, and that's yeah. a good thing. Um, without that, that without that fear, you're lost. You know, you lose all connection to reality. You lose connection to the game <laughs> that you love, to the... To the news that uh, that it's your job to report, you know, as an insider. So I feel a lot of fear. Um, but the thing that I'm fearing the most um, as of the time of this recording, I fear for the Golden State Warriors. Um, listen, oh, we all know that Steph Curry is having an MVP season. Yeah. Um, he's, well, wait. No. He's currently my front runner. Uh, sure. And candidly, guys, it's not a very close race. Um, but Steph Curry can't do it alone. He's doing it all out help. there, um, but listen, unless his teammates can pick up the slack and play with that same burning fire, you know, that's that's uh, that, that Steph Curry has, I fear that the Golden State Warriors could be headed home early in 2022, and um, I don't want to see that happen, you know, we love Steph, we love, we love watching him wow. win championships, so... So, do you think they need to make a deal here basically is uh, uh whammy help me the gm of the golden state warriors is bob myers bob myers yeah uh ben are you are you feeling that bob myers is you know like basically has to make a deal here i'm hearing Steph curry across the, the the finish line yeah i'm hearing chris that bob myers is on the hot seat and i am oh he's under the gun yeah yeah <laughs> um the smoking gun if you will and I am fearing that um, he um, he may not uh, have what it takes to um, to finish the job. And I hope that um, you know I hope that I'm wrong, obviously. Um, but I'm fearing that um, yeah, Steph needs some help. I think I think he could use a second star on the team. Um, so and, uh, yeah, so I. You know, I haven't listened to the podcast um, that we did before the break, but I believe that I said that Steph Curry was not the MVP of the Warriors, and that it was actually Draymond Green who was playing massively better than he has ever played before. And then, oh, really? Since he's been injured, I'm just going to maybe do some quick math here. Let me look at this little schedule here. You guys can talk amongst yourself while I add this up, but I believe that the Draymond injury has sort of tanked their record. Mm. So I just maybe want to. It's not mea hoopa so much as it is a. I got to figure out some other. Cre- yep, I know. Maya. I didn't have something. Maya, I, didn't have something, I was Rita. Yeah, Maya, me, me, uh, Rita. So, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Maya Dunka. I don't know, uh, but let me let me add up these little wins and losses here. Maybe while you're doing that, could I discuss one other fear of mine? Sure. Please sure. do. Yeah, Ben. Um, I uh, fear. For the Los Angeles Lakers, um, I know we've already talked a little bit about the Lakers and uh, Russell Westbrook, yeah. But I'm going to discuss a teammate of Mr. Westbrook's, um, a one LeBron James, who is—I um, don't know if you guys heard this—but LeBron James, um, reading from a, a headline from uh, MarketWatch.com, one of my favorite websites, um, 
LeBron James partners with Crypto.com to teach kids blockchain technology. The crypto platform will help educate students at James's I Promise School wow. on blockchain, crypto, and Web3. Um, <clears throat> Web3 is the web for me. Yeah. Uh, of course, as we all know, Web3 is the future of the internet. Um, yeah. And crypto is the future of money and finance. Um, I feel bad for kids who are being taught Web two. Oh yeah, I mean if you're t- if you're learning Web two, you're you're literally going backwards uh, yeah. into the Stone Age. Um, it's not good. So it says here, NBA superstar LeBron James has teamed up with Crypto.com to help kids learn about cryptocurrency and blockchain technology. The deal sees the cryptocurrency platform partnering with the star basketball players LeBron James Family Foundation, which started the I Promise School for at-risk children in Akron, Ohio in 2018. In addition to educating the students about crypto, the program also aims to give them and their families greater access to job opportunities and career paths within the blockchain technology sphere. Such as learning about Web3, which enthusiasts refer to as the next generation of Internet. Quote, blockchain technology is revolutionizing our economy, sports and entertainment, the art world, and how we engage with one another. James said in the press release, I want to ensure that communities like the one I come from are not left behind. James also tweeted that this matchup is, quote, another incredible program for my community that can give participants the, quote, opportunity to call their own shot, uh, which, of course, hmm. um, is what we all want. Um, I fear that LeBron can't, can't do it all. Um, as crypto has taught us, uh, guys, you know, there are, uh, for every winner, there, there, there must be a loser, you know? Um, so, obviously, these kids are, are winning. Um, they are learning about the future of success and capitalism in America. Therefore they will win. But I fear that, um, that Laker fans may be on the losing end of this, of this deal because there's simply no way for LeBron James to carry both his team to a championship, uh, as well as America's youth, um, into the, you know, the future of the internet. Um, so I'm, I'm fearful. I'm concerned. Um, and I just, uh, you know, I, it's, it's hard to, you know, to, to feel like you have to choose between these, these kids and, uh, and Laker fans. Uh, I hope that, is that what they're, is that the choice? Is that... mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's what I, that's what I've just been explaining. Whammy. Were you yeah, listening? Sure. No, I was listening. I guess I'm, I didn't see how that directly yeah. corresponded to a choice. Well, let me tell you some more then. Blockchains <laughs> play an important role in cryptocurrency systems. They provide a secure, decentralized record of transactions. Oh my God, it's decentralized. But they can, it's de- I mean, everything's, it's got to be, de- if it's not decentralized, yeah, it's what is it? garbage. It's yeah. not, it's not going to, it's not going to be good for you if it's not decentralized. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, they can also be used to transfer different types of information. Um Chris okay. Marzalek, co-founder and CEO of Crypto.com, said the deal will be an effort to, quote, build a better and more inclusive future. Inclusion is key here. Um, as you guys know, that's what crypto and, and NFTs are all about, community and that's inclusion. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why you've got to, uh, got to get in uh, on you've the ground floor. Otherwise, everyone. you will yep. not be included and you will be left out and you will lose. So, wow. All right. Thank you, Ben. Um, that's, yeah, we're certainly all fearing it. We're certainly all thinking about LeBron. Mm-hmm. We're thinking about the Laker fans yeah. right now. We're certainly concerned as all heck. 
All heck. Um, <laughs> and we'll be, uh, you know, keeping an eye on LeBron and his ability to uh, multitask, I guess you would say. Yeah. Um, no. Here with uh, this this new crypto venture and trying to uh, get the, La- the Lakers out of the, the lottery hoops. and back yeah. into the playoffs. Trying to stuff the hoops. He's out with a knee injury. Um, oh, boy. So Wham? Wham, yeah, come so in. The, Wham. Oh, no. Did I, no. Did I, no. This didn't yeah, happen. Losing, that's not going to do it. This didn't happen. I'm gone again? Yeah. Can yeah. you hear me? No. I mean, very... Yeah, not very What? Not very well. Hello? Can you hear me? All right, folks. We lost Whammy, <laughs> so I will... Uh, I'll take us here with uh, a final um, final thing that I'm hearing, uh, which is more and more, Ben, from league executives, um, is that if the right package presents itself... Mm. Do not be surprised to see the Dallas Mavericks. The Dallas Mavericks move Jalen Brunson and or (laughs) Dorian Finney-Smith. Oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, Both players have... That would be uh, a bombshell. Yeah, both guys are having really nice seasons. Uh, Finney-Smith is a 6'7 wing who shoots about 37% from three. A real 3 and D guy, Jalen Brunson, son of Nick Great, Rick Brunson. Mm-hmm. We all remember uh, him. He's putting up almost 16 points a game, five and a half dimes, solid defense. Mark Cuban and the Mavericks face a tough decision this offseason. Paying both of these guys will put them in the luxury tax. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, Swish FM can now report, Ben, that uh, Jalen Brunson has some admirers wow. around the league, including the Knicks and the Pistons. And Dorian Finney-Smith is someone being looked at by the Hawks, Blazers, Pacers, Wizards, Pelicans, and others, sources say. Yeah. So I guess I wanted to think about that one idea of the Pistons being interested in Jalen Brunson. I wonder if that makes sense to you as a basketball fit. Do we think Jalen Brunson and Dorian Finney-Smith mm. I've been giving this a start l- of a yeah. Is that the start of a trade package made for Jeremy Grant heading to Dallas? And did we just get Whammy back? All right, Whammy, are we back? That's me. Wham- He's I'm back, back oh. folks. I'm Wham, back. we were just breaking down a... Uh, Dorian Finney-Smith. I heard the whole thing. Oddly, you could not hear good. me. Wow. Yeah, we can but, hear you loud and clear now. Thank God. I love I love Brunson anywhere. Brunson's yeah, take, well, a take, solid take piece. it away, Wham. Do Brunson's you, a great piece. You, yeah, he's a great What do you piece. think about Brunson and Finney-Smith being a package sent to Detroit for Jeremy Grant, who would go back to Dallas. Is that something that you could see? So I want to say that it's, you know, a little bit like, uh, you know, six to one, half a dozen to the other. Sure. It's, it yeah. feels a little bit like nobody's really getting a one up there, which is fine. But I love Brunson. The one downside, I think, is for a developing team like Detroit, paying him what he may command after this year is going to be the tough pill to swallow and set, you know, set Cade Cunningham is, looks to be transformational. I don't know, Ben, what are your thoughts on Cade? But I think that Cade looks pretty good. I, uh, so I have him on careful. my fantasy team and, uh, I will just say the, the experience has been positive so far. No, he's, but he's been playing well, right? He's been, I he's said been, positive. Yeah. Oh, okay. Gotcha. gotcha. Positive, I said yeah. It hasn't been positive, no, but, has, um, yeah, yeah you, I, you look, you worry about committing four or five years to Jalen Brunson and Cade, Right at your core, you I think you want to draft your guard to pair with Cade, and then maybe acquire a big man because there seems to be a lot of big man talent that's more frequently available, and you can pay a little bit less for. So I'd be careful 
you know, Cade looks like you're starting two, three for the next 10, 20 years, depending on how well things go. Getting him a guard that can shoot threes. Brunson's a little bit more of a ball, a ball distributor kind of shooter kind of guy. But I think if you want to get somebody who's a little bit more of a sh- pure shooting guard, kind of Clay Thompson type along next to Cade, you'd be doing well. But uh, uh, Brunson's great anyway. I love Brunson's games. Really fun to watch. All right, guys, we're in our final minute here, so I'm going to wrap us up before uh, we are punted off the uh, our, our, our video chat link here. Uh, Wham, anything you got to plug and promote? You're on TikTok at Whammy45. What else you got going on? I mean, that's the hottest spot at Brandon Lissy on Twitter. I've been tweeting a lot more, but I also think, you know, I'd just like to promote uh, Chris and Ben as just two great guys. Aw. Wow. Yeah, Thanks, Wham. Thanks, Check Whammy. them out if Thanks. you can, guys, yeah. Um, I mean, I, you know, I, I realize what you're doing right right now. Little yeah. little brown nosing to the bosses. What? Let's just say what? it will be reflected wanna... on your permanent record. And yeah. uh, that is, uh, for once, uh, a a positive mark and not yeah. a blemish. So I appreciate <laughs> it. Certainly it certainly goes a, wa- a long I like way in my book. I like the Shaq yep. backboard Ben's dad joke today. No one else liked that, but that's <laughs> I really felt like that was very high art. <laughs> I don't, I'm not sure if I totally... Get it? So, so wait, you said you your relationship with the NBA is fear based, right? But I'm just imagining you as like a little kid, and your father is the backboard that Shaq broke. My father is the backboard. That's where you lose me. Like you're de- It's just it's surreal. It's it's Lynchian. You okay. Know? We, you can't. It's not. It's not linear. It's not like. It's not like a nice Disney movie, Ben. Mm, this is okay. this is something. It's a little bit maybe like know, representational. Like kind of Freudian almost. Um. Sure. I mean, you know, however, we'll, however we'll we Freudian. need to conceive of it, but yeah, yeah it's. It's it's just kind of out there. You know? Okay, we'll talk right, about boys. it. All right, thanks everybody. I'll give it some. Th- I'll give it some thought. Right, guys. Yeah, all right. I'll, I'll mull it. I'll dwell on it. Thanks for listening to Swish FM. As always, uh, Ben. Till next time. Always fun to do the pod. You can listen to Swish. 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 Swish.